When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, 49ers fans? I'm your host, John Chapman, and we're going to be talking football because that's what we do when you're 9-1. The 9-1 San Francisco 49ers, whew, man, I, I just, I, I constantly want to keep bringing that up because it feels so damn good. <laughs> it's been a long time since the 49ers have been able to boast such a proud record, and 9-1 is no mistake. This is a great football team, and they continue to prove how great they are because they win in so many different ways. It's not a team just with a great defense. It's not a team just with a great rushing offense and scheme with our head coach, Kyle Shanahan. That's not what it is. It's a team that finds different ways to win the game. Uh, We've won games with pass rush and stifling defense where we don't allow any touchdowns. We've won games where we rush for 200-plus yards. We've won games where we throw for 400-plus yards. It's a team that's going to figure out the way to win the game, and it's not stuck to one mold. Um you know, it, I had a great uh, conversation with another fan going back to the 1981 49ers through email. And if you ever want to reach out to me, please feel free to 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. And he just went through the similarities between the 1981 49ers and the 2019. And just coming off of a lot of horrible seasons in a row, you had the young Joe Montana. And it's not, I'm not trying to say, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is Joe Montana. That's not what this is. But whenever you look at the storylines and you look at what you are coming out of, it's amazing the way this team has responded because they have no business being 9-1. and one. They picked second in the NFL draft just last year because they had the second worst record in the entire NFL. And the previous four seasons before that were awful as well. And you go from a team that hasn't won... And constantly this year, you find new ways to win, even bad games. 
Every NFL team has bad games, but the 49ers just continue to find a way to get it done. And that's what's so special about the 2019 49ers. And so what we're going to be doing today, we're going to be talking offense. Uh, And I want to spend as much time (laughs) enjoying and going back over these wins because they've been so few and far between over 49ers past. So uh, at least recent past, we are definitely one of the most winning franchises in NFL history. But let's enjoy this. So today's episode is going to be all about the offense where I'm sure we're going to peek ahead a little bit just because we can't help it as sports fans but I want to enjoy the 36 point production that we put up against the Arizona Cardinals you know we get the victory 36 to 26 Crazy enough, cover the 10-point spread, depending on when you bet. Um, And hopefully, if you guys were following me on Twitter, I uh, didn't do an episode yesterday. The internet was kind of funky, and so I'm here in L.A. So what I decided to do is tweet out my betting, and I said uh, the bet that we took was uh, Keenan Allen to get more receiving yards than Sammy Watkins, and it wasn't even close, so we got paid off on that one. So if you guys aren't following me on Twitter, uh, I like to put a lot of my betting stuff on the podcast, and we've got more stuff for you today. I got a crazy thing for you today with my bookie. I'm pretty excited about been working with them on, so we're going to have a free bet on my bookie where if you lose, they pay you back. Uh, this is going to be crazy, so please stay tuned. We'll get to that in about 10 minutes or so, but uh, yeah, you, you heard me right. You're going to be able to bet on my bookie, and if you don't win, they're going to give you your money back. Uh, so anyway, take that for what you will, but this is going to be dedicated to the Cardinals game. I want to talk about offense, and f- there's so much to talk about with offense. We're going to go over pro football focus grades, the good, the bad, the ugly, and also the stat lines, and you've got to start and finish Talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, the only the third time in franchise history for the 49ers that we had a quarterback throw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns, uh, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. The other two were Steve Young and, sure enough, Joe Montana. So he joins elite company and continues just to improve. He's now 17-3 and three as a starter. So he goes 34 for 45, 424 yards, uh, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Those are the common numbers that are constantly thrown out. But a couple things that are that stand out even more so. One is he averaged 9.4 yards per pass. That's that's wonderful. Uh, usually, if you're over seven, you're considered elite. Okay. Usually, quarterbacks are around that five to six yard range. Seven and above is elite. He's at 9.4. So there's a very Patrick Mahomes esque, just way too high. Doesn't even make sense. But then, even on top of that, if we, you know, I just finished my breakdown for my Patreon members, went through the entire offensive game and broke that down. It's over fifty some odd minutes. Uh, so, if you guys want that, just head over to my Patreon account, Forty ers Rush Podcast, on uh, mypatreon.com. You can join that and watch those there. But you know, you go back through and he didn't do anything in the first quarter. We had two three and outs, and then we were in the midst of another three and out before the first quarter ended. He had over four hundred yards passing and four touchdowns in three quarters of play. And a lot of that was due to, you know, seven, eight, nine-man boxes, and they're going to stack the box. That's fine. Uh, Kyle Shannon basically threw the run game out the window in the second half and said, we're just going to play action and throw it. And the fact that play action worked, even though the running game didn't, is very, very unique. Um, 
You know, if you're into uh, sharp football and all the football analytic guy analytic guys, which I love, uh, he just wrote a book this off season, just detailing the 2017 season. It's awesome. Warren Sharp's one of the best minds out there for football. Um, but anyway, in his book, he has a whole entire chapter dedicated to the play action pass and how it increases odds. Um, and, you know, just from completion percentage to yards per target and all these things even if you can't run the football and that that showed the whole time whenever this was happening during the game I was just like yep play action works even if you can't run the football because the linebackers instinctually have to stop the run first that's what they're taught from uh, Pop Warner all the way up through high school college whatever stop the run and that was the defensive philosophy of the Cardinals. So much so, they almost broke a record for most blitzes. Uh, they blitzed over. They blitzed twenty-seven times. Uh, any blitz counts as five or more men. They were blitzing nonstop. Twenty-seven blitzes against Jimmy Garoppolo. He only threw it forty-five times. So they were blitzing more times than he dropped back to pass, just to let you know. And, and again, it goes to show the lack of respect, really, for the pass catchers that are out there without um, George Kittle, who we should have back this week. But um, anyway, he goes out there, 400 yards, four touchdowns just in the first half alone. Uh, absolutely great game. And again, you can't go too far without mentioning Debo Samuel. He's entering into some pretty elite categories as well he is the first rookie since Odell Beckham Jr.'s rookie career to have consecutive games with eight catches and over 100 yards nobody else has done it now Odell Beckham Jr. did it four times in a row which was pretty special who knows maybe Debo can continue this streak but now he is He's up there now. Um, he, he is leading the majority of rookie receivers in almost every single category, from receptions to reception yards. He's leading every single wide receiver in the NFL that has over 25 catches in broken tackles. He forces missed tackles. He has 12 missed tackles on the season. And the highlight of what he has done, you know, if you look at the over-shoulder catch whenever he reached over the helmet and tipped it up to himself in double coverage and came down on third and nine, the highlights are there. The only issue is he does register a drop again. Uh, it was a tough catch, but still a drop nonetheless. It's still some negative plays that are hovering around for our rookie receiver, Debo Samuel. Now, some bad news this week, um, if you've been following. It does seem like Jalen Hurd is going to be shut down for the year. This was kind of the final week where they were going to test it, and the back is still not there. So Team Jalen Hurd, which I, I, I kind of feel like I'm champion of, um, the Herdites or whatever you want to call us, we're going to be paused till next year, which is going to affect a lot of things because now we're down to just two players that are eligible to come back from injured reserve, and that's Jason Verrett and Contavious Street. Uh, will either one of them be activated? Who knows? Um, the defensive end is looking like a little bit of an issue now with D Ford and his hamstring. He could be out a little while, and so that that's problematic. So we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, you definitely have to see a big uptick in snaps for Demontre Moore after his first week. He came out and he made that huge fumble. So. Uh, let's get into just a couple of quick questions real quick. Uh, just want to say thanks for listening. And wherever you are listening, whether that's Twitch, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, or wherever you listen to your podcast, just want to say thank you. Really appreciate you guys joining us. Please hit that like button, subscribe, rate, and review the show. It's the best way to help us. Um, here we go. I rewatched. This is from Barack O'Niner. I rewatched the Seahawks game, and holy cow, uh, we are going to kill them next time. Yeah, we were definitely not at first full strength. They were either but um man yeah 
We really should have won that game. We gave them so many opportunities to keep moving ahead, which was problematic, and we've got to get that corrected moving forward. Um, let's see here. What do you think about this is from uh, Combat Vet. Thank you. Just another OEF Combat Vet. Appreciate your service. Uh, what do you think about the wide receiver future? Uh, drop born Goodwin Pettis, draft a wide receiver, sign Sanders to a three years, and go with Samuel Hurd, Taylor, and James Jr. Yeah, that's a problem. You know, you talk about all these guys, whether it's Kendrick Bourne, who, whether we like it or not, he is considered a kind of starter in this offense, at least with our current personnel. He's not going anywhere. Um, it, yeah, the drops are, are a big deal, but he's getting 40 snaps. He got 40 snaps this game. And so even with the drops off of his hands, he's going to be a part of this team. Now, long-term, you know, obviously it would be ideal if you could slide Jalen Hurd into that spot. And then, of course, Trent Taylor, who, you know, back-to-back -back seasons now with major injuries, there's some problems. But you spent so much at the wide receiver position. Can you afford to keep spending more and more draft capital? And we're hurting. You know, we have a first-round pick next season. Uh, for sure, but we don't have a second, we don't have a third, and we don't have a fourth. We've got a bunch of fifths, <laughs> so you're kind of bringing in lower-tier talent at those back spots, but that just means you have a quality roster. Uh, you've got to bring somebody else in. Uh, there's going to have to be a little bit more of a veteran presence, but we'll see. We still have some time this year for one of those wide receivers to step up, um, whether that is Ped Pettis, Goodwin, or Bourne. Yeah, it, the the trust factors basically zero uh, for those three guys. Uh, you you've got to admit it's basically you, you don't really have much there, but it's what you got. We're after the trade deadline. We can't trade for more. There's not better out there. You don't want Dez. You don't want any of that garbage. AB can't even play football if you wanted to. It's all bad. So with what you got, you got to move forward now. Hopefully, once Kittle comes back and how you know, reliable Dwelly's been, that's going to help us there as well. Um, so, yeah, for now, it's kind of rough, but it's what we got. Jimmy Garoppolo in the running game is going to have to make up for it somehow. Um, do you think Jalen Hurd's injury will affect his availability next year? Back injuries are weird, Thomas. Uh, good question. Uh, the, I, the only thing I could say is he's young, um, and now he's got a lot of time to rest. So if they decide now to shut him down, you're talking, man, you've got seven months before he needs to be ready. And so if seven months isn't going to get through what he needs, then that's it's what it is. Um, it's it's whatever. Um, Barack O'Niner, didn't Jimmy Garoppolo throw 400 yards a few games ago? Uh, he did have a huge game, but it wasn't four touchdowns and 400 yards. That was what it took to meet that uh, qualifier for uh, Steve Young and Joe Montana. Let's see here. Is there a defense we face close to ours? Um, that we might be worried about. No, there's not. Uh, we don't have one. And if you look at the 49ers are about to go through the roughest stretch, the roughest three-game stretch in NFL history. So uh, ESPN Stats and Info put this out there uh, just today. No team um, week 11 or later in the NFL history has ever faced three teams <laughs> above a 800% winning rate. So we're playing the Green Bay Packers, the Baltimore Ravens, New Orleans Saints all in a row, all 8-2, and two, and also there's Seattle 8-2 and two, the last game of the season. No team's ever done that. Um, also, no team has ever played uh, three 8-2 and two season or games this late in the season, not even 
unconsecutively. So even if it was spread out, we have four. So for all the people talking about the 49ers schedule not being difficult or whatever, that's total BS. And we are about to find out exactly how good we are. Now, if we're ranking defenses, these three teams that we're about to play, they're probably the best three defenses we have faced all year. Uh, the Packers, Ravens, and Saints. Now, the Saints are out without Marshawn Lattimore, uh, their number one corner, which hurts. There's injuries all up and down all these. The Ravens have fa- a newly found pass rush that they didn't have the first half of the season, but they've looked great recently. And the Packers play a total They play total defense. Uh, it's very, very sound structure. And... Kyle Shanahan should know all about that because it's pet it's pet uh, pet Pettin. So he's coached with with him at the Cleveland Browns whenever he was the head coach, Mike Pettin, and Kyle Shanahan was the OC. So it's, they're going to be very very familiar with each other. These next three games are going to be tough. Again, the toughest stretch in NFL history. Whenever you look at Week Eleven and beyond. And it's back to back to back. And it's three in a row. So we're going to figure out exactly <laughs> who these guys are. But uh, really excited. you got to be excited for the challenge. So let's jump into some grades here. These are the top five offensive players according to Pro Football Focus. The number one offensive player, Richie James Jr. Um, all the Richie James truthers out there, I salute you. Um, I definitely have not been one, but the little guy has been showing out. He only got 10 offensive snaps and got that one catch just on a, a screen play. And you could tell it was clearly designed for him. It goes for like 52 yards. But uh, Richie James has proven he's he deserves more. And so I'm hoping to see that uptick in snaps. Uh, I kind of want to see Goodwin snaps go down. Pettis didn't really play at all. You know, he got out there for two snaps, but that's it on offense. So a lot of that has to do with he's not fully healthy. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But number one, Richie James. Second highest player on offense, Debo Samuel, 84.4, played great. Jimmy Garoppolo, number three, 75.6. And you got to think those uh, two interceptions which both of these interceptions were his fault this week. Uh, that's the reason why his grade is where it is. Kyle Juszczyk, 70.4, career-high targets, catches, and yards this week. Great job. And Tevin Coleman, uh, despite not being able to get much done on the ground, uh, still 66.4. Hey, he had a great – the catch-and-run that he had in the third quarter – um, really set the offense on. And it seemed like from that point on, they could do whatever they wanted. Um, they were backed up. And again, I go over this in my breakdown on my Patreon. So if you want to see that, that is over there. And the bottom five players on offense, Lakin Tomlinson, ouch. Um, not only the penalty, but there were several times just where he kind of he missed his block in the running game. Uh, he had a 34.4 grade in the run game. <laughs> he was struggling mightily. Justin School, the left tackle, so the entire left offensive line just not doing great. Justin School had a 43.2. Raheem Mostert, 51.4. Goodwin, who only played 23 snaps but still managed to get a drop, 56.2. And then Mike McGlinchey. He hasn't looked great um, in his two games back. Uh, you know, a 58 grade. But the problem with Mike McGlinchey is he's got great contact and he keeps coming up to make great plays. But the problem is, man, he, he's he's like bouncing off. So the port of contact is wonderful and he's always where he needs to be in perfect angles and effort and all those things. He's just not locking on. And so Mike McGlinchey's going to have to figure that out. 
But you have to hope that the former, you know, top 10 pick can respond accordingly. Now, let's move into our betting segment. I want to talk about the 49ers stuff here in a second, but please listen to me because this is huge and it's this week only, okay? All right. If you have ever played on my bookie or if you've thought about it or if you haven't played on it, it doesn't matter. This is for you. For this week only, please listen. My bookie is offering a risk free bet for the Bears Lions game for Thanksgiving. So the Bears Lions game coming up. All you have to do is choose a game against the spread up to $250. If you win, congrats. You get all that money. If you lose, guess what? Congratulations to you as well. My bookie is going to give you all your money back. So again, let me let me say this. This is huge. I don't know why they're doing this, but I'm very thankful. All you have to do is use promo code 49ers to sign up, mybookie.ag. You have a $250 allowance to bet on my bookie. If you lose, you get all of that back. So if you only want to bet 50 bucks and you win, congratulations, you get the money. If you bet 50 bucks and you lose, they're going to give you back $50. It's a no-brainer. There's no risk. It's all gravy. So um, whether you're a first-timer or you haven't even thought about it, whatever, and here's what's crazy. If you do go sign up and you haven't yet, what I did is I started my wife's account. I want to be really honest with you. I started a separate account. Uh, just because I already have my my bookie account and I wanted to hit on this twice. And here's the deal. If you log on to mybookie.ag today, use promo code 49ers. Okay, They're going to match your deposit for only a week, dollar for dollar. Not at 50%. It's up to 100%. Jumpstart your bankroll and then top on that. You got a risk-free bet. So head over to mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. I don't understand if you haven't joined already. It's a free bet. (laughs) Plus, it's a lot of fun. Now, the Green Bay 49ers game has opened up tight, okay, over on my bookie. The 49ers are at home, obviously. It's going to be the Sunday night game, and we will be broadcasting live through the Hot Mic app. Uh, Use the Rush ESF promo invite code to get that for free. If you want to listen to us do our live uh, play-by-play. The 49ers are minus three, which uh, this says Vegas and the money is telling us these teams are equivalent. There's not a team that has an advantage. And we're going to do an entire episode just breaking down the Green Bay 49ers game and doing a whole Green Bay episode. But it's tight where it's at. It's a 46.5 point over. And, man, it is kind of seeming like there's a little bit more money on the 49ers side at home, but it is tight. I'm curious to see if this is going to move. Right now, with what the money is telling me, it might move to plus 3.5, but I don't think we're going to get too much now. The Packers are 8-2, coming off of a bye week, which helps them out a lot. But uh, that's where the game's at. We'll be watching this, and I'll have some bets that I will want to talk about um, with all those things. So, Before we talk a little bit more stats and snap counts, let's jump into just a couple of more questions. Um, Let's see here. Who is the best qualified to replace D. Ford? We don't have that guy, to be honest with you. Um, D. Ford was very unique in his skill set. We don't have another guy that does what he does. That's more of a speed, first-step guy. Um, Whether you're looking at Eric Armstead or if you're looking at Demontre Moore, those guys are much more power bull. Um kind of defensive ends we don't have another speed guy uh solomon thomas was supposed to be that guy but obviously he's not that either and solomon thomas did play outside some i think he got about eight snaps outside last week i I expect that to continue which is rough so he's going to be playing inside and out just like eric and armstead is going to be playing in and out as well so uh we'll have to see how it's going um 
but this is huge, and this is probably the worst week to miss D. Ford, and we're missing him for the worst stretch. Uh, these three games are huge because they will determine the playoff seeding. You know, if you look at Green Bay, uh, you look at the Ravens, you look at the Saints, you look at the Seahawks, and you look at us, all four of us are, are all five of those teams are going to be in the playoffs. I don't think that there's really much doubt about those two those teams. Um, now, the Ravens obviously are in the AFC, so they don't matter for playoff seedings, but the Packers and the Saints, that is huge. One of these three teams is going to be the first seed, uh, and probably two of these three teams are going to be the first and second seed. So the playoff by schedule starts now. Um, and if you come out of this and you go 0-3 during this stretch, you might as well kiss that first round by goodbye. Uh, we lose all three of these games, which is a very real possibility, and does it's not a testament to say, oh, I don't think we're that good. No, these are three badass teams that are hitting full stride and don't have nearly the injuries that we are dealing with. So, And they have experienced winning much more so than we have as well. Um even the Ravens, who are relatively new to this, they were in the playoffs last year. So you have these three teams that are very, very qualified. And if you we came out of this one and two, I would be very happy. Two and one, I'd be thrilled. Three and oh, yeah, I'm buying my tickets to Miami, right? That's kind of the mentality that we have to have moving forward with this. But uh, it's definitely not easy. We're going to have to see what happens. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I don't think that there is a replacement for D Ford, unfortunately. Uh, Bosa's taking almost every snap now. And so everybody else is just going to rotate at that other defensive end position. Uh, let's see here. Do you think Kyle Shanahan was watched the streams last week because he finally used some solid screens? Oh, of course, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, Kyle Shanahan, we text all the time. I bounce my ideas off of him, and he took those screens. So, yeah, uh, thanks, Kyle uh, Shanahan, for watching. Really appreciate you. That That's awesome. I love the emoji on there, too. From Nick, what is the single biggest key to beating the Packers? Is it pressure on Rodgers? or establishing the run? Man, those are great questions. Um, the thing about Aaron Rodgers is because he wants that big play so much, he'll hold on to the ball longer than he should uh, because he just thinks he can always score a touchdown, so that's going to be key. But um, I'll be honest with you, under their new head coach and system that they have going over there, I really think the problem is going to be limiting the wide, uh, the running backs in the receiving game. That seems to be what they're trying to do uh, first and foremost. You know, they have Devontae Adams, who's a beast, but their second and third primary receivers are running backs in Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been lights out. So uh, you're going to have to limit those running backs in the passing game. If you can do that, then I think great things are going to happen. Thanks for putting me on the spot, Nick. Much appreciated. Uh, Nick, can the Niners continue to win without Kittle and Sanders? No, they cannot. Not against these teams. But the good thing is, I don't think we have to. Because I think we are getting those guys back. I fully expect George Kittle and Emmanuel Sanders to play this week. Um... You know, we'll have to see what happens. I don't expect Kittle to practice very much. He'll be limited on Friday, but I do think Kittle plays this week. Uh, do you think they're going to put Solomon Thomas on the edge with Ford being out? Yeah, he started taking snaps just last week again um, out on the edge, so that is going to continue. Um, now, a couple snap count nuggets that stood out. Um, Levine Toilolo got one snap. <laughs> so Garrett Selleck, who got 24, uh, we're going to have to see what happens if we're going to rotate all three tight ends once George Kittle comes back. But Levine Toilolo might be kind of done with the 49ers. It does seem like Selleck has passed him. 
for that number three tight end spot. So I wouldn't be shocked if Levine uh, didn't play for the 49ers much more after this. Jeff Wilson Jr. got one snap on that touchdown play. Uh, should be getting some more. I, I think he is earning a little bit of a role to get a little bit more work. Dante Pettis got two. Richie James got 10. I expect both of those numbers to go up. Marquise Goodwin got 23 snaps. I expect that to go down uh, considerably. Wouldn't be surprised if Marquise Goodwin doesn't get any snaps moving forward next week. Perhaps on special teams, though, because uh, he has been used as a gunner some. Now, Ross Dwelly, the guy who has filled in admirably well for the fullback and tight end position, uh, 64 snaps. He was great. Debo Samuel, 57. Um, you know, that's kind of what to take away from there. Now, one thing I want to talk about is the pass rushing direction and J- Jimmy Garoppolo's selection. Now, he only attempted one pass deeper than 20 yards. Now, it was completed, and that was that amazing catch by Debo Samuel. So you should give Debo Samuel most of his credit on that one. But he threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns and only threw one pass deep. And a lot of that was predicated upon the fact that the Arizona Cardinals wanted to run man-free and just man coverage across and blitz five nonstop. Again, as I said, they blitzed him 27 times. Uh, that's just nuts. He faced more passes under pressure than he should have. But they just kept coming, and it was just hot routes and getting the ball out quick. Now, um, he did play relatively well uh, when blitzed. Uh, he goes uh, 18 for 25 with a 72% completion percentage. That's wonderful. Three touchdowns and two interceptions. So three of the touchdowns were because of man coverage because it opened up so much space for him to attack. Uh, there, there wasn't a spot on the field that he had a negative grade on, but uh, as always, his bread and butter is that zero to ten yard window, throwing those slants, those outs, those seam routes. Um, that's kind of where he is special. He goes twelve for fifteen in between the numbers from zero to ten yards. He just lit that area up, uh, and it didn't really matter, you know, what down or distance it was. He attacks that area, and great things happen. Uh, it's just wherever he goes. Now, again, we talked rushing. Nobody really did much there. Tevin Coleman did most of his damage in the passing game. Uh, three receptions for 48 yards. Richie James, obviously, one catch for 57 yards. So we, we still have a run game, the 49ers, but it's not the traditional, oh, we're going to run outside zone left, toss right, you know, counter cut back, all that kind of stuff. We're not doing that. It's just through screens. So... This is one of those things that is going to have to be incorporated because the blueprint has been put out there for how to play the 49ers close. It is to make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you. And as long as he continues to make those one or two big mistakes every single game, then I think teams are going to keep doing that because you don't want to lose a game by allowing the offense to do what they want to do, and they want to run. Uh, This is what they want to do. Um so uh, that's going to be key. We're going to continue to see the same thing. And I have a giveaway right now. I'm so excited. Um, support for the 49ers Rush podcast comes from Manscaped.com, uh, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Love these guys at manscaped.com. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and you're going to get all kinds of stuff. But um, this is what I'm going to say. Uh, 
the very first person that takes a screenshot of their completed order at manscaped.com, I'm going to send you an extra 49ers Rush Podcast t-shirt on me. Uh, I don't get special pricing, unfortunately, even though it's <laughs> my company. But, uh, I yeah, you just tell me what type of shirt you want, and I will send it to you. We got all the different logos. You just text me. Um, what you'll do is just email me proof of your completed order on manscaped.com and I'll send you an additional t-shirt for free. But here's the thing. Uh, you can reach out to me through 49ers Rush Gmail, uh, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter. Just direct message me. That's open as well. JL underscore Chapman. But here's the deal. Manscaped.com. Okay. I use this product. It is wonderful. Okay. And here's what happens. If you've ever been cut down there, it hurts. It's not funny. It's whatever. But that's why this company, they create Manscaped, they designed this electric tr- trimmer. It's called the Lawn Mower 2.0. I use it all the time. And it has an advanced skin-safe technology so the trimmers won't nick or snag your family jewels down there. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. There's no more messy cleanup. There's nothing. You just use it in the shower, and it's perfectly fine. Um, and it comes in the Perfect Package 2.0, which has all kinds of things. And here's the deal. If you use deodorant on your armpits with smell a lot, why don't you use the same type of product, deodorant or ball powder that they smell, on your family jewels? It's amazing, okay? It's called the Crop Reliever. I love their names that they use over there. Anyway, head over to manscaped.com. If you use the 49ers promo code, you get 20% off, free shipping, and it comes to you relatively quick. I promise you you're going to love it. And again, the first person okay, that gets into my Gmail or into my uh, Twitter DMs, I'm going to send you a free shirt on me. You just tell me what size you want and your address, and I will get that shipped out to you very, very soon. 49ers Rush product to you for free. So again, thank you, manscaped.com. Really appreciate all of your support. Um, now, let's talk through just a couple other questions. And man, Nick, I, I feel like you're reading my mind, man. Do we draft or trade for a wide receiver in the offseason due to our in our injured wide receivers? You know, I put out a Twitter poll and the question was, if you had to decide which position we'd use our first round pick on right now in the 2020 draft, it got like 1,200 votes. So people were very passionate. And wide receiver definitely led the group. Personally, uh, I, I feel like we've invested so much in the wide receiver position. I don't really want to do that anymore. Uh, but I, I totally understand. And if you look at it. We gave up a second and third round pick for Dante Pettis. We traded. We used a second round pick on Debo Samuel. We used a third round pick on Jalen Hurd, who won't play one snap this year. We traded a third and fourth round pick for Emmanuel Sanders. We used a fifth round pick on Trent Taylor. That's a lot of draft capital. Um, are we just going to keep pouring into that position, very similar to what we did with the defensive line? Well, if we can get the produced results that our defensive line's getting right now, I think you'd say, okay, cool, you know, uh, wide receivers usually tend to fall back, and this is the deepest wide receiver class wide receiver class that we've had coming out of the draft in a long time. And if you guys are draft people, um, you're speaking my language. <laughs> because and the sad thing is, usually halfway through November, 49ers fans, the past five years, we're already looking at mock drafts. So 
yeah, I don't mind spending on the outside. I personally believe in building through the trenches almost always unless you can get something for that defense. Safety is going to be a main concern anywhere across the offensive line. Uh, those three interior spots, I think that we are solid but not great. Um, I would love for those to be great uh, personally. So uh, we'll have to see what happens there, but I would not be upset if we did spend that first round on a wide receiver. I just want it to be, how do I say this? I want a big wide receiver. I'm tired of these little guys. If Kendrick Bourne was a quality player and had some athleticism with his size, um, gosh, I, I think it would be special. Um, anyway, if there is no Kittle in the Green Bay game, how much of a chance do you give the Niners to win? Yeah, it's going to cut it down dramatically. And I'd probably say you know, the negative three spread that my bookie has on us would drop even more so, probably down to negative five. Uh, I'd say Kittle's worth at least a field goal, maybe more. But Ross Dwelly's been playing wonderful. I know Grant Cohen said uh, Grant, he should be starting over <laughs> George Kittle, which anyway, that was a, I was joking saying that. I don't believe that, but whatever. Um Let's see here. Will our running game bounce back against the Packers? It should, but again, it determines if they are going to stack the box. And if uh, Kyle Shanahan's a matchup guy, he's not going to force anything. So if they want to leave six guys or seven guys defending the run, we're going to run the ball very, very simply. However, if they're going to stack the box, we're going to throw it. So Kyle Shannon's not one of those guys that's like, oh well, my system works and I'm just going to do it. Absolutely not. He's going to give. He's going to take whatever they give them. He is an X and X's and O scheme guy that gets what's going on better than anything else. So that question is kind of it, it's not up to us. Uh, if they want to sell out to stop our run, that's great. Allow them, and we'll just keep running it. Um, yeah, uh, Mister Superfly, I love your question. What is your take on Bosa versus Bakhtiari? That's going to be a lot of fun. Bosa hasn't had a sack in three games. He's got a lot of almost sacks. He's got some tackle for loss, and he's he's got a lot of pressures, but he's due. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say. So uh, Bakhtiari is one of the best in the game at left tackle. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be watching that matchup almost the entire time. Uh, really excited about that. But, yeah, it's Bosa's due. He's got to go get something. Um, is George Kittle a go this week? Still up in the air. Nothing has come out officially yet, but I do believe that George Kittle will be playing. Um, but again, that's just a hunch of mine. We'll have to wait and see till Friday. Um, George Kittle would have played two weeks ago. I really believe that. Um, anyway, Rico, appreciate the shout-out, man, from New Jersey. We've got a lot of people um, from all over the place. You know, this isn't just a – it's a 49ers podcast, but – Faithful are everywhere, and we're working on the start of a column that I've been working with our writers called Faithful from Afar, where we are going to start to share on the Niners Rush uh, com, our website, just a series of international 49ers fans. I keep getting all these people reaching out from Germany and New Zealand and all these different places, which is wonderful. So really do want to say I love this fan base because, yeah, obviously San Francisco, that's going to be our mecca. That's, that's where our home is, but... People move uh, through jobs and families and all those things, but we are all over the place. So shout out there from New Jersey. Got to love it. Um, <laughs> uh, loving the questions there, but do want to say thanks. And again, if you want to watch that breakdown, that's over on my Patreon. We've got a lot of stuff going. Uh, we are doing, goodness, with the broadcast during the game, which was a mess this week. That's going to be cleared up. We've already fixed that issue, so I'll be broadcasting live play-by-play -play Sunday night over on um 
Hot Mike app if you have an iPhone. Use promo code RUSHESF so that it's free to you. But, man, we've got the broadcast. We've got four podcasts a week on here. We've got articles up on Niners Rush. We've got my Patreon. We're putting up two-hour-long almost breakdowns. There's a lot of stuff going on. And so if you are needing your Niners fix, we've got you covered. And, again, just remember we have that free giveaway. The first person to sign up for something on manscaped.com and just take a screenshot of that purchase order and message me on Twitter at JL, JL underscore Chapman or on uh, email. Hopefully it's already taken care of. You guys head over there and get that done. You get a free t-shirt on me. I'll send it to your house uh, just as a way to say thank you. So really appreciate all the help and support out there as we continue to grow. Great things ahead. And as always, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.